0: what is going on guys welcome back to crossover wednesday bill setting chris russell of locked on panthers and locked on redskins here with you in week 13 it is crazy to think how fast this season is going chris welcome back man how we doing good to chat with you again how's things going down there in your neck of the woods
1: Well, It's not going very good on the football field or in the stands for the Washington Redskins, (laughs) Uh, but it is good to be with you. And uh, I was telling you before we began recording that, uh, you know, when I first started doing the Lockdown Redskins podcast, it was right before the Redskins beat the Panthers at FedEx field last October. And you were my first crossover Wednesday. So I guess this is kind of, you know, it it almost was that long between home wins for the Redskins. They actually won a home game a week after that Carolina game against Dallas they had not won in that same span until last Sunday against the Detroit Lions if you could uh if you could believe that uh so it's interesting that we tie this back together uh between my first locked on crossover
0: and where we are right now for both of these football teams yeah that's that, that was quite a stat when I saw that first time in about a year that the Redskins actually won a home game and I know uh some people weren't too happy with the way Dwayne Haskins kind of finished that game, taking a selfie with the fans. But, I mean, you know, it, it's the kid's first win. Let him enjoy a little bit. I, I think we're getting a little too uh, – this is just my but I think pe- some people are just harping a little too much. I, I don't know what you were saying about it, but uh, no, I just I'm thought he was enjoying
1: you. it. I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think it's something he can't do again, quite honestly, or shouldn't right. do again. I, I, I do think that it would have been much, much, much worse if they – were penalized for it or if somehow they lost the game for something like that, clearly, I think right. that's a different discussion because it was a kneel down because it didn't affect exactly. the ultimate outcome yeah. of the game. It's not that big of a deal, but it's something clearly that was, nah, I I even hesitate to call it a bad look. It was a, maybe an inappropriate moment, but it wasn't like he was having an outburst of anger or petulance. He was having an outburst of joy. And quite exactly. honestly, You know, there hasn't been much joy in this franchise for a long, long, long time. And that was his first win as an NFL quarterback. And it was in the shadows of where he, you know, grew up the formative years of his high school and, you know, young adult life. So to me, I kind of maybe I'm wrong for justifying it a little. Uh, I'm not saying I totally justify it, but I didn't have a major issue with it.
0: Mm -hmm. No, and I, I agree. Like, you know, not too much has been going on in Washington, but, uh, that was then this <laughs> not is not too much.
1: I can tell you that
0: much. What's that? <laughs> I said, not too much. Good. I can tell you that. Well, much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. There, there've been some, there's been some events with the Redskins, but, yeah. uh, not exactly on the, uh, the positive side, but they are coming off a positive. They are coming off a win. Uh, Dwayne Haskins looked pretty good and it sets up a pretty interesting matchup. I think. On Sunday here between the Redskins and the Panthers. Panthers coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Saints on Sunday, 34-31. And now the Panthers are really fighting for their playoff lives here. And, um, you know, there would, would have been a little bit of revenge factor with Josh Norman. But uh, Josh Norman was a healthy scratch on on sunday and i guess we'll kind of start there what what has been going on with the former panther has josh norman just lost his step are the, are the redskins just ready to move on from him is this the end of an era for josh norman
1: yes to all of that and sorry for jumping in on you yes uh, to that's... All of your questions because mm-hmm. um he should have been let go quite honestly or traded which was going to be impossible to do. He should have been let go in the off season. He didn't want to be here any longer. The head coach, the defensive coordinator and other coaches and other personnel people did not want him to be here. Bruce Allen, the general manager and president and Dan Snyder, the owner did want him to be here because they felt a, they had no better choice, which they were wrong about and b more importantly. And this is how those two gentlemen think, um, they they thought he had a sizzle factor or uh, one of those, like, you know, um, buzz factors, you know, where mm-hmm. he made the Redskins more interesting. And I can't argue with that, that they are more interesting, I suppose, with a guy like Josh Norman. But quite honestly, Bill, he has never been as good anywhere near as good as he was in Carolina. Some of that is on scheme. Some of that is on a lack of pass rush here. I'm not naive enough to think it's all Josh Norman's fault. The problem is is he wanted to be a man corner at times, and the Redskins needed him to be a man corner at times because they were paying him to be their best corner, and he wasn't good enough to stick with the elite receivers and even the not-so-elite receivers in man coverage, especially in trail coverage on a crossing route, shallow, intermediate, certainly on a deep post or a deep go route. He just wasn't fast enough, and he's not big enough. And Carolina fans know that if he didn't have the, the, the right zone scheme, the cover threes with the right pass rush that he probably could get exposed because it happened earlier in his career in Carolina. So to me, that's a combination of that and not making enough impact plays. And then on top of that, I know there's a long answer, but I I mean, on top of that, I, I just from everyone that I talked to and from former teammates of his and guys that he had issues with, and I'm not saying it was all on Josh. They didn't view him as a good locker room leader. They didn't view him as a real person. He was essentially looked upon in some people's eyes, not everyone as fraudulent. And as a guy who was willing to plunge the knife in your back at any chance he got.
0: Yeah. And you kind of got that sense too, even just around the league. It just, it seems like it's been a bad fit for quite some time. So, uh, i pro I shouldn't expect him uh, the way it sounds to to be on the field on Sunday against his former team, but um, I think,
1: yeah, I think he'll be active, much like they okay. change his mind because he's got a per game roster bonus, and they're not trying to sabotage him. Now he was mm-hmm. he was banged up. So mm-hmm. we should point out he was banged up, and supposedly, according to uh, the coach, Bill Callahan, the interim head coach, they said they sat down together last Thursday and said, Look, I'm banged up. It would be good to get some of these young guys an opportunity. You no, know, that all sounds great. And I'm sure that was a strong consideration. But make no mistake about it, Bill. And Panthers fans and Redskins fans know this that are listening to us here on Crossover Wednesday. Make no mistake about it. They're not just doing Josh a solid here. There was, again, very much the thought that josh norman was not going to play in this game and was not going to be active even if he was completely healthy which again he's not but he wasn't unhealthy enough where he was ruled out or where he wasn't able to practice in any sort of way
0: right right
2: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: So it should be interesting uh, throughout the week. Um, before we kind of dive into uh, the rest of this matchup, I you know, f- figure it would be good to touch on the former Panther. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys out there that our friends over at My Bookie are running a big special this week only. They are offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game, the early game on Thanksgiving afternoon. Just choose a team against the spread for up to $250. And if you win, congratulations, you've got some extra holiday spending money. And if you lose, well, it's no worries because my bookie will just give you your money back. So you literally cannot lose. It's no risk and all gravy. Just go to MyBookie.com. AG. Remember to make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, and Mike Bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, and that's on top of the risk-free bet. So again, that's a guaranteed deposit match and the risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game. So go to Mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off-season. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Let's kind of start talking about this matchup a little bit, kind of dive in here. I'm really curious what your thoughts are on the I guess we'll touch on Dwayne Haskins, just how has he looked over the last couple of weeks? What can Panthers what what can Panthers fans expect from Dwayne Haskins against this defense? What's this Panthers defense need to watch out for going up against Dwayne Haskins here?
1: Well, I, you know, I would say this. He's got a rocket for an arm. There's nobody that would question that. As a matter of fact, right now, his biggest issue is touch and, velo- and, and over velocity, if that makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. He missed some wide open targets on Sunday. He has missed other guys in previous appearances. He's now started three consecutive games uh, in a row. So certainly some of that can be harnessed and can get better. And at times when it's on, it's on and it looks really pretty. And again, he's got tremendous zip and velocity. However, I would say this, um, besides Terry McLaren, the Redskins rookie third round wide receiver, who's got 4.35 speed, who's an excellent route runner already, Bill, and is rookie here and is so savvy and so smart and really made Darius Slay really really look poor at times and he's one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL and he's made others look poor at times outside of that the Redskins just don't have that many weapons I mean Darius Geis in the screen game uh, he popped one two weeks ago for 45 yards and a touch but they really don't have any weapons that should scare outside of McLaurin Uh, and I guess Haskins taking off when he's flushed out and under pressure he's done that a couple of times time so that's been a good sign the thing that i think really favors the carolina panthers in this game and i'm curious in your thoughts on this is their pass rush um they get home maybe they don't get home enough for for, you know the 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 pickiest of fans but the redskins offensive line is not very good in pass protection Dwayne haskins has been not very good at sliding protection picking up hot and blitzers coming free off the edge uh The Redskins offensive line, especially on the right side, tends to hold, take too many penalties, which puts them in bad down-and-distance situations. So that is where I think the Carolina Panthers have a huge advantage going into this game. I'm curious on your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, and the thing with the pass rush is, you know, I get he's been a little banged up, but other than that, there's really no reason why. And Brian Burns has been... You know kind of recovering from that injury. It doesn't seem like he's you know completely out of it. He looks like he's ready to play, so there's it's baffling that Ron Rivera isn't giving him more snaps I mean look just look at the damage he did in the first half of the season and just mm-hmm. how how outstanding he was and how we were always talking about he's as advertised and all those skills that he had at Florida State are transferring over. I don't get why Brian Burns is not playing much. And especially in a game like this where, you know, Dwayne Haskins can, you know, definitely move around on you. And um, like, like you said, he can hit Terry McCl- McLaurin, who's having a, a terrific uh, rookie season. You know, we saw it from the senior, Bowl. we've seen his rise from the senior bowl wow. ever since, you know, from that point on. So the Panthers just have to, keep getting that pass rush. And I agree with you. I think that that's the key for them. Uh, I'd like to see Burns get more snaps. I'd like to see, you know, Addison and Haynes just keep getting in there. But um, that, that's just the biggest question mark to me is why Burns isn't getting more, more reps. And, is that you know, a load what, management issue? Because maybe he is still it, coming it back. It could be. That's that's what I mean. I don't know. It, it's yeah. it's tough to figure out. It, it really is, and it's it, it's just a head scratcher. So, mm. you know, maybe this is the week they finally let him more loose. But I don't know. Rivera is not really being uh, not really being upfront right. with that whole situation. Um, but well, on
1: the flip side, I, I, th- I, I, right, I, I but, and just to jump in on you, I, I think mm-hmm. you know. One other key for the Carolina defense uh, in this game, and it kind of feeds into teeing off on the pass rush, you know, the Redskins were running the football over the first four games of the Bill Callahan regime, if you will, very effectively, 4.7 per carry. They were doing a good job. Now they had zeros be nothing in the passing game and they went 16 plus quarters without scoring a touchdown so they were very limited uh and pedestrian like in general but the last two games bill they have not been able to run the football very effectively even with Darius Geis back Adrian Peterson's dealing with a toe injury that's limited to him and I understand it's kind of painful for him to deal with as you could imagine Chris Thompson still isn't back yet he's been out since October 13th um and he may play He should play this Sunday, but we don't know that yet. Uh, At this point, they have not been able to run the football effectively like they were in the first four games of Callahan's regime. So if the Carolina Panthers can take them out of the run, which they did in the 2015 game down in Charlotte, the last time the Redskins visited there, uh, if they could do that. And as a matter of fact, on the Monday night game in 2016, uh, in December, they shut down the run. They force the Redskins to be one-dimensional and pass-happy, and they just simply will not be able to hold up against whatever pass rush and however Brian Burns is used, and certainly, as you mentioned, Mario Addison, who was here with the Redskins a couple of times way back in 2011.
0: And that that's where the Panthers have to keep improving is the, uh, the pass rush because they've still been pretty rough in that sense. They gave up about 110 yards total between Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara on Sunday. But kind of on the flip side, um, we look at the, the the Redskins' defense against this Panthers offense. Uh, Kyle Allen has did a better job of taking care of the football on Sunday with zero interceptions. It was his first time, I think, since the bye week, actually, that Kyle Allen didn't throw an interception. And, you know, it's another... For as bad as the record is, there are some players on this Redskins defense that can give Kyle Allen fits. And I think – and the first one that comes to mind for me is Fabian Monroe – or Fabian Moreau, excuse me. Um, What else on this – because it seems like it's, you know, always a bunch of secondary guys, you know, it's just opposing pass defenses that tend to give the Panthers problems. What uh, – other other than Moreau, because like I said, he, he seems yep. like the top guy, but who else – Do the Panthers uh, and Kyle Allen need to be wary of on that defense? Well, I would would say this.
1: Moreau was really good last Sunday, having switched and replaced Josh Norman at at the starting outside left corner much of the year and a good deal of last year, which was his first year playing in the NFL because his rookie year he actually missed due to injury or most of, I should say. He's really struggled inside the slot this year. He wasn't as bad last year inside the slot, but he definitely seems to have much more confidence playing outside. So he had the two picks last week. That was great. He's had a really rough year up until then, but certainly I would expect that to move forward and continue. And again, for him to get most of the starter reps over Josh Norman there. Quinton Dunbar If you love ProFootballFocus.com, and I do, but I can also tell you my eyes tell me the same thing. Quinton Dunbar is their, I think, highest rated corner in the entire National Football League. I don't know if he's that good, um, but he's really good. He's very athletic a former college wide receiver, converted in 2015. It's taken a while to fully develop, but he is there. He's got tremendous athleticism, good ball skills. And then we go up front, and you look at if Deron Payne can come back to the Redskins lineup. He missed last week. That was his first game missed as a pro. He is a great, a very good, I'll stop It's great, very good interior <laughs> passport. Along with Matt Ionidas and Jonathan Allen, another Alabama first round pick from a couple of years ago, they can create some havoc up front for the Carolina Panther offensive line uh, and, you know, for their backfield. Now, of course, I would also say, say this. The Redskins, even though their pass rush is pretty good at times, uh, they usually don't do a good job of, uh, of sealing the deal. They did a better job of that against Detroit. Maybe that was Jeff Driscoll. I don't know. Obviously, Kyle Allen, they get another backup quarterback who has a little more starting experience than Driscoll. Um, and, and and one other thing I would point out right now as we speak here, Bill, Ryan Kerrigan, who's their, arguably their best pass rusher still, is in concussion protocol. He might miss his first game In his NFL career, which is 139 straight games, I think it is, he has never missed a game, and he might not be able to play in this one if he's not cleared from concussion protocol.
0: Wow, and and yeah, that was my first thought too. Was Kerrigan's been in the league for quite some time, so that would definitely be a big loss for the uh, for the Redskins. And if they don't have Kerrigan, how does this team stop Christian McCaffrey? I mean, it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter what defense the Panthers are facing unless it's somehow the Buccaneers defense (laughs) because the Buccaneers of all teams have been the only the only one to really slow down McCaffrey, but, um, is is there any way the Redskins can slow down Christian McCaffrey?
1: Here's the thing. I would have said like last year when they played uh, and I don't remember his numbers. They, I don't think they did a terrible job against him. If memory serves me, uh, correct. I, I would have said, Um, you know, look, they're really, really, really going to struggle, but I would say this year, they're better equipped to handle him. Not to say that they're going to stop him. I think, I think they're better equipped and here's why they have more speed at inside linebacker than they have had in previous years. Previous years, it was Mason Foster, who was slow as cinder blocks, Zach Brown, who was fast and athletic, had no clue where to be on the football field, either in pass coverage or sometimes stopping the run unless he was going directly downhill. So they have replaced those two guys with John Bostic, who is a former second round pick in his sixth year in the NFL. He's been pretty effective, and I would say he's very smart in diagnosing certain things. Um, and, and, and I would say athletic enough where he's not going to get totally embarrassed, but the one guy that I think is going to be really interesting to watch in this game and Panther fans might know a little bit more about him than your average fifth round pick because he played at the university of North Carolina. I understand different parts of the state, but nevertheless, Cole Holcomb, a fifth round pick, bottom of the fifth round pick from North Carolina. He looks about 13. He plays like he's about 33. Sometimes he's fast. He's athletic. He had his best game as a pro, a sack off the right edge last week, 13 tackles. Rob Ryan has been doing a good job. He's pretty smart. He's, again, quick and fast. Now, does that mean Christian McCaffrey is going to get blanketed by these guys? Absolutely not. But I think the Redskins are at least better equipped to deal with McCaffrey this game than maybe they others have been, and certainly they've been in the
0: past. I just looked at the numbers from Last year's game, which the Redskins won, McCaffrey was held 20 yards rushing on eight carries, did have 46 yards on seven receptions. So overall, they did contain Christian McCaffrey pretty well. Um, But overall, what do you think? Do the the Redskins have a chance in this one in Carolina? Um, You know, they have a little bit of momentum. They're feeling good after the win over the lines while the Panthers coming off that tough loss. Do the Redskins go into Carolina and come out of there at three
1: and nine yeah bill i, I you know i I can't see it I, I mean I, you know I'm just being honest i mean I, I know I talk positively about some things that they have going on, and make no mistake about it. They've got a good young quarter to develop on both sides of the football uh they've they've upgraded um their talent through the draft as as they should, and quite honestly, as they desperately needed, but they just don't have enough, and I think the big matchup in this one that they're going to get exposed big time on uh, is that Carolina pass rush against the Redskins offensive line and a young quarterback like haskins who still struggles in that area so i i'd be very surprised if they're able to run the football effectively enough to counter that and if they're not sacked four or five times in this game i think the redskins don't get embarrassed but i think they lose i'm gonna say 23 13 somewhere in that range
0: yeah i'm with you there i think it's gonna be a tough spot for the redskins too i think the panthers come away with the victory in this one as well uh kind of gets a little bit of their uh little bit of their hope back a little bit of their positive feeling obviously the playoffs are pretty much out of uh out of reach at this point but i do think and i I think a a score like that to 20 you know 24 14 or uh 20, 20 to 10 something like somewhere in that range probably is uh is where we're probably looking at but um chris it was uh it was really great to chat with you again it was great to get this crossover in and um Hope to do it again sometime. Always good to to chat with you, my friend.
1: Bill, uh, great to talk to you. Happy Thanksgiving to your listeners and, and everybody, all the Carolina Panther fans, and, of course, all the Redskins fans. So, um, you know, we will uh, enjoy the holiday, and then we'll get a little Sunday matinee. So we'll see what happens then. That's but right. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to you, too, buddy.
2: All right. Did that sound okay to you? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.